Nah. nah. I feel confident because I'm the best player in the world. It's simple. If a coach say I miss practice and y'all hear it, then that's that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker that I'm out to win the title. No, I will with your wife. It's a 705 league. Good evening, 705 League, and welcome to the 705 League podcast. I've got Justin Maine, Shane Bell with me as always. Um, this is our weekly roundtable to talk about everything's related to 705 League, NBA, fantasy basketball, with your hosts, Justin Maine at Photified, <laughs> Tyler Befort at T.Befort, and Shane Bell at Prince of Persuasia. What it do? Uh, What's up, guys? With with me, got Tyler (laughs) before, and I got Shane Bell, and of course, this is Justin Bean. We got to look at today, so let's get it here, Shane. Let's get right into it with the 705 League News. All right, guys, so let's take a look at the current live standings. So Justin has claimed the first round bye with 105 wins. He's made it to the playoffs. He's not playing in the first round. That's great. Next one is current live standings. It's myself, Game Genie, with 101 wins. I'm facing off against Tyler this week. Tyler is three wins down in third place, followed by Dorsberg's team, Jordan, with 97 wins. Jeff is following close by at number five spot with 91 wins. And then the anti-projections at the 89th spot. The only guy who's close to taking the sixth seed is Ginobili. Let me see that but he's going to need Annihilate Doris Burke and Jordan's team. So that's going to be a tough one for him to break in. And Austin's going to need to have a, just a disaster week. But so far, one through six, that's what we're looking at. Followed by number seven, Obi-Wan. And then the last three guys, better luck next year. Yeah, like Justin really snagged that first seed. He, he destroyed Meshack last. Meshack was trying to, which is really sad. <laughs> he used all his pickups. He hustled. He, he, he set his lineup every single day. I'm learning. Which is all we got. Justin made Meshack look like, uh, he looked like a divorce guy at the YMCA. Like that was Meshack. <laughs> Meshack was like some old white guy trying to prove that he still has it. Like after his wife cheats on him and like leaves him. Like he's just going hard as shit at the Y. Justin looked like a black teenager. Like it's a weird <laughs> racial reversal. Where wow. Justin Young, Justin's like the young <sighs> black basketball player, and Meshack's like the white divorced accountant. I believe you have my stapler. Just trying to prove <laughs> that he still has it. And Justin just like destroyed him, and it was really hard to watch. Wow. So Justin, first round by, how you feeling, buddy? Uh, it's great. I'm just chilling right now. I'm uh, focusing my pickups on week two of the playoffs. So I was just thinking, like. Meshack is like the Gil Gunderson from The Simpsons of the league. Oh no, why did I bet the company payroll? Oh. For last week's matchups, Justin and Meshack, Meshack really needed to put it to Justin in order for him not to get the first round by, but that didn't happen. Justin won 8-1. I played Mike Obi-Wan Ginobili and his team was going absolutely fucking bonkers. Man, if Ginobili was playing since in the first 75% of the season, guaranteed he would be in playoffs. A surprise, to be sure. But a welcome one. The next matchup too, which was really important for Ty's chances to get that by, was uh, his matchup against Andre. Andre polished him off 7 versus 2. So that looked like a total disaster, thanks uh, largely in part to Giannis's knee. Tyler, how are you? How's your emotional stability? What's going on? I feel like it's the end of days. Life sucks, and then you die. 
I, I see the writing on the wall. Last week, for me, it was like the episode of Breaking Bad where Hank finds a copy of Walt Whitman's book, Leaves on the Grass in the Bathroom. WW. I mean, you figure that out, you know? And I just know, like, once this happens, <laughs> like, it's the end. Like, I lost Simmons, I lost Giannis, I lost Justin Jackson Jr. It's done. Like, Hank, Hank, Hank's got me. It's just the beginning of the end. You're getting those guys back, though. We'll see. I have no timetable on Simmons. I'm not sure when Giannis is coming back. Triple J, they say he's going to come back within a week, but we, we don't know anything. And uh, I see the writing on the wall. So this is like an unwritten rule in fantasy. Anytime you talk positively about your team, it's going to be a guaranteed disaster. So what Ty is employing here is reverse psychology on the karmic gods. He's talking horribly about his team. He's talking horribly about Giannis's chances of returning. Triple J's. Yeah, he so is, he's hoping that they're back tomorrow and playing 40 minutes. I am hoping, but I, I see the writing on the wall. If I if I lose next week, I'm going to move to Alaska like Heisenberg. Honestly, we all saw the injury, and it looked uh, it looked pretty serious. I was surprised that it came back. I'm surprised that they stayed in the game in the first place, but then I was surprised to hear that it was just that knee capsule sprain. I uh, I don't see the incentive to rush him back, really. Um, it was a weird call that Milwaukee sat a bunch of people uh, earlier this week. Screwed a lot of people with uh, several pickups. So I'm not too confident in him returning after two-game absence. I, I see him possibly sitting out another week. What do you guys yeah. think about that? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. The, the really shitty part is like everyone knows I own I feel like everyone in the world, um, and people just keep sending me videos of it. Like, it's like my fucking, like, ex-girlfriend cheated on me. And then people keep sending me, like, porn links of her, like, banging some, like, guy. <laughs> like, I have to rewatch it, like, every day on, like, Instagram and Facebook. And people sending me messages about it. But I just, like, keep reliving the same thing. Like, I, it's just, it's just terrible. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. The Bucks really screwed me too because I have Middleton and now I'm really afraid that they have PTSD after Giannis went down. And I've said this before, like I think their chances in playoffs are totally dependent on on Giannis. So I think they're being very careful with their guys and they're just like, fuck it, we'll take the fines. As long as we don't have to play our guys, we'll take the fines. So God, it makes for a horrible watching experience and for a horrible fantasy experience. I mean, David Chenzel sat, which is crazy to me. And Wes Matt got all the playing time, so... Yeah, man, they're being really careful with that starting lineup. So did, so, so did Kyle Korver there. He got some playing time. He, he got some good minutes. Yeah, the other... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Any minutes are good for him at this point. That's the first and last time we'll mention Korver. Because he used to play for for Coach Bud back in Atlanta, right? Yeah, you're right. He was he was that team that won, it was, I think, all this entire starting lineup of Atlanta won uh, Player of the Month like four years ago. And he was one of those players. So. Yeah. Uh, they got they got a little of a background, so he's getting the minutes. Well, you guys like we all talk about how the big man is going to be extinct. The Kyle Corvers are going to be extinct because there's just now there's big men that are jacking up threes. Like the people that are three specialists that aren't three and D specialists are just yeah. they're they're going to be extinct. Yeah, Corver Corver was popping off when he was like one of twelve guys who shot threes at a at a ridiculous rate, but now like everyone in the league is doing it now. So the other matchup was that was actually interesting was Jordan versus Austin. Jordan absolutely molested Austin six three. I've seen an Englishman take a blow like that since Hugh Grant. Austin has got to figure out these rotations, man. He's managing his team like Dwayne Casey. Westbrook has been a top thirty guy. He's shooting fifty percent. Westbrook is gonna be core to Jordan, I think, in the playoffs. 
Jeff versus Vader's. Jeff's 5-4. He's, he's, he's locked in that fifth that fifth seed. So that's pretty much all of last week's matchups. Was there anything else, guys? That that Austin, he, do you want to mention, to kind of talk about Aaron Baines? Like, did you guys see that pickup last week? Yeah, he did an Aaron Baines pickup, which is pretty much the definition of anti-projections. So he picked him up. Then he had a, a do not play and just a terrible February. And then uh, all of a sudden he unloads for nine threes, 37 points, 16 rebounds, one assist, one steal, two blocks. Oh, there you are, Peter. It's really incredible how Austin is either, he's like a precog or he's, or he's simply just getting lucky. What do you guys think? Yeah, this was the most insane pickup of all time. And I applaud him for it. It was, Honestly, like that's a whole week worth of stats of some, you know, waiver wire pickups. So I don't know why or how this happened. <laughs> um, he, has some, he has some like intel with with Aaron Baines. Like I, I don't know. Like people people saw him like leaving Aaron Baines' hotel room. Like it wouldn't surprise me. Like I, I don't know. Like people are gonna there's gonna be rumors about anti anti projections sleeping with Aaron Baines in because he's got some intel. That's for sure. And you can tell his confidence is up because he's calling people pussies in the chat. You know he's feeling yeah. he's feeling great about it. So uh, I don't know. We'll see that, what happens. That, that, that Aaron Baines dick it, it, it makes you get, get some confidence. <laughs> or, may, or maybe Austin was the one that gave Aaron Baines confidence. I don't know. He, like, he, he had a couple of those threes, like step back threes, and those look smooth. Like I don't I don't get it. Well, honestly, he has uh, he has a built-in excuse now with Towns going down. Uh, Brogdon went down on his team. Aiton went down. So he he does have a built-in excuse to you know feel good about going into next year with some confidence. Yeah, I agree. Do you want? He made the playoffs. Guys, do you guys have any other kind of like hot pickups that you, you you've seen over the last like week or so? Where did Shaq Harrison come from? Boom, big Shaq. He's getting he's counting stats in every category. The guy got me three blocks last night. He got me a steal, ten rebounds. What more can you ask for from a streamer who's probably going to be playing you know starterments for the rest of the week because Zach Levine's going to be out. So Shaq Harrison, baby, I love having Shaq on my team. I love saying I have Shaq on my team. Yeah, I'm, he's like the he's like the John Header of the league right now. Like he just yeah. comes out of nowhere and makes Napoleon Dynamite. Just kills it, and then, like I don't know if he's gonna stick around and uh, and make an, and make another movie, make Blades of Glory, or or if he's just gonna drop off. But I guess we'll see. Where we are at this point of the podcast, um, you loving Shaq, uh, Levine's coming back, Shaq's gone. What? So I'm happy you feel good about him now. By the weekend, we're gonna be laughing about this. Yeah, but what I think might actually happen is is that. Shaq is probably going to stick in the small forward spot, probably even as a starter, and then they'll just uh, bring Otto Porter off the bench. So, like, there's no reason to rush him back. The Bulls aren't playing for anything. Um, I just think Chicago's in this point where they want to showcase more of the younger guys. So, wouldn't they be better off uh, showcasing if that's the word you're using, like Otto Porter Jr., since he's got like a $24 million contract? And they probably want to try to trade that in the summer, I would think. If you're talking about showcasing, like what's showcasing a, a young, cheap talent going to do? Trying to uh, get him like reps and get him minutes for his improvement. Yeah, so developing and showcasing him, I think, is important. But, I mean, we already know what Otto Porter does. Like, it's not going to change, right? So I really don't think it's, despite the money that they're paying him, like, they're paying him the money in order for them to get to the playoffs, right? So they're not... Um... Speaking, speaking of guards that had, that put up a good good uh, night for a streamer and got some blocks, you also had Derek White, did you not? Derek White. My name is Derek. Is going to be crucial to my push through the playoffs. I mean, between Shaq and White, I got seven blocks. Pretty much locked down the blocks category between those guys. Guys. I was high on this did, guy. Yeah, from, you from the start of the from the start of the season. <laughs> did you hear that? You Walk said that down. it's his key to his playoff run. You're done. Key to, to your playoff run. I'm hitting the Derek, Derek White. White bong all day. That is unbelievable. 
been decimated with injuries to this point. But I'm curious why. But why are you down on him? <laughs> There's oh. only room for one weird like racial reversal, and we already did it with Justin and Meshack, and some black guy named Derek White. Uh, it wasn't working for me. Yeah, but I'm curious why he's down on him because all of the all the stats per 36 says if this guy gets starter minutes, then he's going to be a top 50 player. So I'm just curious why you're down on him. I know that you're a per 36 kind of guy. Um, honestly, dude, he's like a top 80 guy. He's a uh, he's not a bad guard, and he's he's a good pickup off the wire. But like, if he's the key to your fantasy run in the playoffs, Damian Lillard is the key to your team winning. You just told me yeah, that. You just basically told me I'm a numbers guy, and then you just told me he's a top 80 guy. So if you're not a numbers guy, are you just pulling that out of your ass? What? No, I'm looking at Derek White's stats right now. Oh. <laughs> okay. Jordan, PJ Tucker, <laughs> huge pickup. 11 rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Can Tucker consistently get those numbers? What do you guys think? Uh, I think Doris Burke was speaking in Jordan's ear here. Gave him a couple of tips. I can't believe um, he did that. PJ Tucker's kind of an up, up and down kind of player. Um, he, he's he's pretty he's pretty streaky so so I don't know. Jordan's got balls to pick him up. I learned my lesson after picking up House, and I'm like, but even PJ's Tucker is even more consistent. But he paid off, man. So he's got he's got to stick with PJ Tucker all week too now because uh, because I think he used all his ad drops already on the Tuesday. So he's got he's got, <laughs> a, long, he's got a long week of sticking with some of these headaches that could possibly not work out. And yeah, I grabbed uh, Gary Harris at 3 a.m. on Sunday night, Monday morning. I wasn't sure exactly how he was going to work out. Um, last week, if you guys uh, tuned into the podcast, we were kind of all saying it'd be funny if Gary Harris all of a sudden started playing good again. And uh, and so I picked him up. He, he shot 55%, three three-pointers, two steals, an okay performance. Um, but him having four games this week was kind of the, the big thing there. Basically, all the guys we said were going to be horrible last week are playing amazing this week. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised we didn't talk about Kyle Korver last week. Mm-hmm. Austin, Paul Millsap, 53% field goal, 20 points, 10 rebounds, one assist, one steal. He just gets it done in 20 minutes, but then his knee's going to go on vacation for two weeks. So that's why I yeah. dropped him. I drafted him. I, I held him for a while. But, man, I get so scared about... Uh, like, you know, in the playoffs, especially near the end of the season where they're just going to arrest him, in my opinion. But what do you think, Tyler? Yeah, like, he reminds me of, like, Charlie Theron and Fast and the Furious. Like, Paul Millsap's looking hot right now, but, like, I don't trust him at all. Um, like, he's going to be toxic to the overall well-being of your playoff chances. Like, Paul Millsap, he's definitely going to rest games. He's going to end up being injured for, like, two games. He's like, it's going to be, like, coercing your team into random ad drops to make for the lost games that he causes. And Paul Millsap's going to end up like making your, your team turner against uh, Dominic Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ginobili, Trey Lyles, 50, 55% field goal, 4 threes, 14 points, 11 rebounds, uh, 2 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Man, the Spurs are just turning it on right now. Like They're in a do-or-die situation. So Trey Lyles was a guy I was looking at. I wasn't too confident. He just seemed too inconsistent. Uh, the Spurs are like a nightmare for fantasy owners. Um, what do you contribute to Trey Lyles' production? I just think the opportunity um, would be something. Um, yeah. And then it's Aldridge revol- went down. It's, so yeah, it's, he, and then it's kind of a minutes. revolving door. Yeah, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. I picked him up and, and dropped him. Uh, and Pirtle went down too. 
Yep, Pirtle, Pirtle as well. Pirtle power. Yeah, but he's not a guy you can really rely on long term, can you? Yo, breaking news. Just got it. Ben Simmons out three more weeks at least. Oh, fuck. Breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. Wow. I mean, the assumption was already made, though, right? So he could come back in finals, so you have to hold him. Wow. Could you imagine he swings finals? Well, if he drops him, I'm going to pick him up. Well, I'm actually curious, Tyler. I mean, are you still going to keep him next year? I don't know. I, I, all this just came at me right now. I have I have nothing, nothing to say. I just need to like go Jimmy Butler also said said about uh, Philly that no one knows like who's in charge. So that that's got to factor into your decision as well. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sad right now. There's no reason to live. Okay, well we'll do a wellness check in a few minutes. Let's just get through this. Uh, the last hot pickup was uh, also by Ginobili. Dwayne Deadman, two threes, fourteen points, nine rebounds, three blocks. This is another guy who can get it done in like twenty minutes. He's going to get a lot of opportunities with the Hawks. That now that Capello is probably going to be sitting out for the rest of the rest of the year. So I'm curious. He's another guy who's kind of inconsistent, but. I'm so iffy about guys who play 20 minutes or under, right? Because even though they're known for being efficient, like guys like uh, Millsap and, and Deadman, I just, it's it's so scary because if it doesn't go off in 20 minutes, then you're screwed. I think it was a good pickup. With with Capella being down, Deadman's going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to get a lot of looks. Yeah, he, he, was, he was good on Atlanta Hawks before. He went yeah. to Sacramento, didn't do too well on that big contract. But now he's back putting up okay numbers. Uh, maybe it's a strip clubs, Magic City down there, getting them going, kind of channeling that, uh, James Hart, yeah, that James Harden, Magic City, got all the strip clubs, dirty, dirty strip clubs down there. Uh, so maybe that's what kind of gets him in his groove. Yeah, hanging out with the Ying Yang twins. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, guys, cold pickups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even the Ying Yang twins. We got to talk about the Whisper that. song. Okay, cold pickups. Austin, PJ Washington, no god please no no this was a guy that was hot on the transaction trends i think everybody here debated about picking him up but here's what we have uh 60 field goal in his last game two points two rebounds one block this was bound to happen and he's just going to crush your fantasy week which is happening to austin yeah i feel like you should after we say pj washington you should have like an audio drop of that along came Pauly movie where the guy's taking shots and it's like rain man it just shoots 16 percent jeff John Henson, three points, one rebound, one assist. Now, I, I'm not really sure about the rationality behind this pickup with Henson. Uh, do you guys have any insight on that? Maybe he got some sort of tip that uh, Milwaukee was sitting a bunch of people and thought Henson would go off. Um, yeah, <laughs> that sucks. Three points, one rebound, one assist is not good. Maybe Austin Aaron Baines were in the same strip club as Jeff and John Henson. And while Austin was getting a lap dance by Aaron Baines, he looked over and John Henson was whispering in his in Jeff's ears, going to go off. And Jeff thought he meant for fantasy purposes. It That's didn't work out. I thought this entire time we were talking about Jim Henson. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to use all my Buffett's material on now. Oh my God. Oh, that's classic. Then, like, the stack fills of paper, like just a Jim Henson material of Muppets. Okay, moving right along. Okay, last guy. Jeff Green. Ginobili literally picked this guy up an hour and a half before the game. 16% field goal. So speak of 16% field goals, one three-pointer, two rebounds, one assist. Anybody in the front court on the Rockets is super risky, man. Super, super risky, unless their names are like Covington, right? So, I mean, he had a key strung together another couple of games, but wasn't there anybody else available? Like, why Jeff Green? 
I think there's a bunch of people available. One thing we got to do is anytime someone shoots less than 20%, we say their name. It needs to be like that ring man. Let it right. So the same thing for PJ Washington and Jeff Green. I think there was other people available, um, but maybe he, he, wanted, he wanted someone named Jeff. Who knows? I think he was just trying to ride the hot hand. I mean, Jeff Green went a few games in a row with some steals, uh, shooting above 50%, but that's like that's not sustainable. So Yeah, I think Ginobili is a veteran GM, though, and I think he he would have realized that this is just it's super fluky. I think he's his head's still on that cruise ship or something like that because I still don't get this pickup. <laughs> and what are you doing out here at Carabana? Oh, you already know. I'm getting it popping. Notable recent injury news. So... Uh, DeJounte Murray is out. Derek White is in. Derek White is the key to my playoffs. We already established <laughs> that. Zach Levine coming back within the week. Justin, how you feeling about that, man? Is this the end of Shaq? Yeah. yeah, I think it's the end of Shaq. I mean, Levine sat out all last week, and I still pulled out an 8-1. So I was very happy about that. Um, I honestly, I hope that because I'm not playing next week, um, I hope that he even sits out longer. I want him to, want him to be fresh. Um yeah, I just hope that he doesn't get, you know, shut down. That's the only thing. Josh Richardson, Jay Rich, is back tonight. Jordan scooped him up. Jordan must have been listening to the podcast because he knew I was high on, on Jay Rich last week. I wasn't going to touch him, though. Tyler, yeah, you have, like, you have uh, some insight I, on that? I had him all year. Everyone knows. I had him last year, and then I drafted him um, this year. He got injured. Um, I don't know. It feels like it, it's like a hot girl that keeps cheating on you, like keeps letting me down. And, like, I left her finally, but now she's with my buddy Jordan. Like, I foistered this <laughs> cheated girl on Jordan. And, like, I don't want Jordan to get hurt, but at the same time, like, I'm just glad I don't have to deal with, like, Josh Richardson's, like, drama and bullshit anymore. Yeah, but this other girl you're attached to is uh, Thaddeus Young. When are you going to dump her? We'll, we'll see about that. Yeah, I think that uh, Richardson is actually best suited to be on Jordan's team, which is kind of scary why that he picked him up. I mean, he is punting field goal percentage, so... Having Josh Richardson in there for the other stats is is pretty dangerous. Joel Embiid upgraded the questionable. How does this impact the other 76ers? And do you see Joel having like sustainable production throughout the fantasy playoffs? No, I don't want anything to do with any of any 76er, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't trust Embiid. Uh, on any given night, he can be great. But uh, on any given night, he might not play. Yeah, I mean... The first two weeks, the 76ers have play four and four. He's probably going to sit those back-to-backs. Um, just a really, really, uh, you know, inconsistent guy in terms of playing time in minute and, and games, right? So, yeah, Joel Embiid, goddamn. Uh, this has probably hurt Austin, though, because it's definitely going to take away looks away from Horford. Uh, and hopefully this doesn't have any – doesn't impact shake. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I think Tyler just got abducted. It sounds like he wrapped a bag around his head, like, bro, it's going to be okay. Giannis is going to come back. <laughs> is it Ben Simmons? I wrapped it or around ben Simmons. I wrapped, I wrapped my headphone cord around my neck as a joke. But you guys can't see me, so I don't know why I did that. Okay. <laughs> I'm Got losing it. my mind over here, okay? Okay, great. Brogdon, torn quad, out indefinitely. Austin is, I think he's already taken that into consideration. Draymond, taking advantage of those cheap flights. He's sitting in my injury spot. When he starts playing, probably definitely not going to slot him in. And I'm, I am going to keep Draymond for the simple reason that when I win fantasy, I can say that I had Draymond. You are going to lose because of your pride. It's pathetic. Why? He's in the injury spot. 
The next segment is playoff outlook. What does the playoff pitcher look like? We have putting aside this week, the expectations are as follows, okay? So this is the third seed versus the sixth seed in the first round and the fourth seed versus the fifth round. So in the third seed versus sixth seed, we have Tyler potentially versus Austin. Tyler, you've already committed to saying that you want to be third seed. Are you already looking ahead to Austin? What's your strategy? What's going on? Um, I'm not too excited to face Austin. Um, I don't have much of a strategy. Um, I'm just really scared. I'm afraid of facing, facing Austin. Because um, I dropped Steve Adams earlier this year, as you guys know. And I really miss him. Uh, it's like watching your ex move on. Like I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Steve <laughs> Adams because like, he, you know, he deserves it. I'm going to root for him. I'm not going to root for him to fail, but I, I just wish like I, I it wasn't so quickly. Like it, he moves on and finds a perfect guy right after you. I'm like, dude, you deserve it. Steve Adams deserves to do good. Like I really like him. And I'm just like over here being jerked off by like Thaddeus Young and Marco. <laughs> 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 like if i'm getting eliminated by fucking steven adams i'm fucking done like i'm moving to new zealand like that's it like keep keep talking it out bud <laughs> yeah we're here for you man is steven adams your biggest regret drop this year um 100 percent. let's go so what's your biggest regret my regret is not having a son but i have a son but to for real for real, for real? yeah he was really bad early in the season I have this like idea, it's kind of the same as like with employees. It's like you never regret firing an employee. You regret the ones that like, you keep on your team and then just keep like ruining your team. So I was using that strategy, but like I didn't anticipate like you're still working in the same industry. Like I still have to see Steve Adams <laughs> every day, like destroy people's teams. Like <laughs> in the other like in the other situation, like that you fire someone and then they move on and you just assume they're like dead or something. Like they're no longer in your life. But like with Steve Adams, I'm like I drop them because hurting my team and then he moves on to austin and then he's just like this fucking he like reinvents himself like he goes on this diet and like loses weight and like gets his tits done and he just like looks all fucking hot and i gotta see him like every day on instagram like it's just bullshit like every day i check fantasy it's like oh steven adams three steals one block 12 rebounds like it just i i, I can't I lose sleep over it and it's not cool. And this is, I know this whole podcast turned like a very dark all of a sudden because this Ben Simmons, <laughs> I like this it. Ben Simmons, mo- this Ben Simmons news came in. So I just I, everything's really dark right now. And, I, uh, and I, I don't think that I don't think that you have anything to worry about. Austin's pretty banged up, man. So I think that you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Um, let, thank you. Let's move on to the to the fourth seed versus the fifth seed and try to bring some sunshine. Hold on, uh, hold on, Jordan. hold on. I just want to see something. I think. What it's going to come down to between Tyler versus Austin is like Austin is running with a lot of streamers right now. If you can outstream him, I think you have a really good chance. Despite on paper, his team may be better, but I just think it's it's going to be a battle of streamers. So I got, I'm rooting for you, Ty. I'm good with streamers. Like I used to like that when I was like in Boy, Cu- Boy Scouts and, and Cubs and stuff. And you see who can like stream their piss the furthest. I'm surprised to be sure, but a welcome one. That was fun, and so it's kind of nostalgic for me to look back on and, and brings a little bit of happiness into my day. Yeah, let's move on. They're both a non-factor for the championship this year, so let's move on to the fourth and fifth seed. It'll be uh, Jordan versus Jeff. Now, what do you guys think about this matchup? I'm not going to lie. Jordan's team is very scary right now. His keepers are healthy. Westbrook is playing the best he has in like five seasons. Right now, Westbrook is just balling out. All of Jordan's pickups have been really good. Uh, he sniped a couple guys that I was looking at. I'm really curious who has been feeding him fantasy information. His team is is looking to crush right now. Yeah, like I liked. I've always been jealous of Jeff's team. 
having AD and Drummond. Oh my god! Um, but then as Drummond was traded for a bag of beans, I just want to plug that in every single um, episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was traded for a bag of beans and uh, Brandon Knight, and um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm not too up on Jeff's team anymore. He's I I, I don't like his team anymore. I like turtles. Uh, I, <laughs> I analyzed the, uh, the team stats for both these teams and they're actually tied four, four and one. Yeah. Um, this, the swing category is going to be assists. That's, that's the tied category. So, uh, if these guys are listening to the podcast, you might want to consider that when you're doing your pickups. I would say what does Jeff has the rebounds locked down. He's got blocks locked down, I guess, percentages, uh, what, like what was the other category? Like I guess he would get lower turnovers, right? So then uh, Jordan's team, he but gets lower, yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of them is punting field goal, and the other guy's punting free throw. So interesting. Why? Yeah. Why does Jeff still have Bielitsa? What the fuck? Um, Pascal, if like Pascal though is a pretty good uh, streamer because he could stream him for assist too. And then Peyton, fuck man, he had a shitty game last his last game, but Peyton is. And like awesome, it's probably gonna be awesome for him. Yeah, dude. I think it's just a matter of if these guys play to their capabilities. I don't know. Maybe Jeff could edge this one out. We'll see. Okay, guys. Next segment. Who is everyone afraid of the most? Did you guys hear that? I'm scared. Justin, who are you afraid of the most when it comes to playoffs? So uh, being in that number one spot, I had time to you know sit back and really analyze two weeks ahead. Um, and really look at everyone's strengths and weaknesses and not really care about this week. Um, all I really need to do is win two categories to guarantee the first spot. So Shane, you're, you are who I'm afraid of the most. Um, you, you beat me in field goal and free throw blocks and turnovers. And I knew that it was going to come down to blocks. So I've been making a lot of uh, additions there. Uh, Tyler's team, we're we're pretty close. You beat me in 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 a few categories. You beat me in in three categories. And Jordan also beats me in four categories. So he's a little bit tougher than Tyler. But yeah, Shane, you're you're who I'm afraid of the the most. And I'm hoping that you know Lillard goes down or Derek White. I hope Derek White goes down. <laughs> he's the big one. That makes me feel really good. Pretty much had to reinvent my team based on all my injuries. Like I had to move away from my front court and rely more on guards and so forth. Right. So. Yeah, I'm giving you guys valuable info by uh, posting all this stuff, so... Yeah, we don't do our own research. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Um, okay, well, you know what? The guy I'm afraid of most is Austin. I'm not exactly scared about Austin since his team is, is fading and it's his first playoff, so I'm not really worried about who he's picking up and so forth, but sometimes when I'm sleeping, I'll have this reoccurring nightmare where I'm the head coach of the 76ers and I'm sitting in my office cubicle writing up plays and then the owner comes by my desk and calls me a pussy because I haven't dropped Ben Simmons yet and when I look up, it's Austin's <laughs> face, so that's why I'm scared of Austin. You say Austin's face or Austin Chase? <laughs> Awesome chase. Awesome chase. Like Vinny Chase. Like it's like Vinny Chase from uh, Entourage. But it's it's just Austin dressed as Vinny Chase. I don't know. That's what my I'm most scared about Austin. I already did my my kind of uh, my talk about stupid fucking Steve Adams, his New Zealand ass. And then now that I think of Austin as Vinny Chase from Entourage, I'm looking at him a little bit more <laughs> scary. So you know what? I'm I'm scared of uh, scared of Austin as well. You guys are autistic. I like turtles. <laughs> oh, God. You could tell Tyler was about to have an emotional breakdown over Ben Simmons. <laughs> didn't, oh, get, yeah. didn't even get a giggle out of him. 
No, no. Okay, guys. So that's who, who we're all afraid of. Now, let's take it over to the, the playoff schedule. So the Pacers, Suns, and Nets, the only teams with four four semis and final games played. The 76ers uh, are the only team... Oh, sorry. The 76ers and the Wizards in the first two weeks have a 4-4 four and four schedule. Having an understanding of the playoff schedule, are you guys looking to make some key drops here, stream some key guys during these weeks? How are you preparing for this playoff schedule? I'm paying close attention to uh, the Pacers, the Suns, and the Nets. Yeah. Just watching their rotations um, and, and making sure that I'm ahead of the curve on any of those pickups. Um, Brooklyn has that two-game uh, week 22, so... You don't care about try that? To avoid, try, I don't care about that, but uh, try to avoid it if uh, you're making the playoffs. Are there any guys in Brooklyn you would stream for that two-game, or not stream, like would play in that two-game week? Spencer Dinwiddie's. Karis LeVert. Yeah, for sure. Um, the Pacers, I guess if you have Oladipo, but I think, who's it, Vaders has Oladipo or Andre? I think Andre has Oladipo. He's not in the playoffs, so it doesn't matter. Um, Miles Turner has been really turning it up now. Uh, so now's the timing for Miles Turner owners. And I think, Justin, you have him. So he's going to be very scary in the last two weeks of playoffs, which sucks for the rest of us in the first two yeah, weeks. I have, I, yeah, have Jared Al- I have Jared Allen on Brooklyn. Um, so that's that kind of fucks with me, too. But, like, Jared Allen's been shit, like, I don't know if this two week game, this two game week is gonna be like the straw that broke the camel's back because this guy's been burning me all fucking year. Like it, he's, he's been with my year for two, my team for two years, the same as this Josh Richardson guy. This motherfucker just stays always stays with my team. He's like Ralph Cifarello from The Sopranos. Like he's a good earner. So like I, <laughs> so like he's stuck with my team, but like he gives me like so much fucking bullshit to deal with. Like I I don't know if this two game week is gonna be like him killing my horse. But if, like, he starts putting out the more, like, zero-block games, like, I'll get Christopher Maltesanti to cut off his head in the bathtub. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I can't <laughs> I can't deal with these, like, two-game weeks, um, especially by uh, especially by fucking uh, Jared Allen. Imagine starting DJ over Jared Allen because he's friends with Kyrie. Yeah, don't get me started. I forgot to mention, the Spurs also have a 4-4 four and four in the first two weeks. I'm pretty sure I'm going to make the buys for that four-game week. Dara White doesn't really make a difference, um, but I'm liking him in the second week. Um, Aldridge should have a pretty good schedule, but I think Andre has them. Are there any other Spurs you guys are targeting? I guess not you, Justin. So maybe Tyler, are you targeting Spurs the first two weeks if you can get your hands on them? No, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board with literally everything. Guess I'm not fun enough to be invited. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Everything's working against me. Triple J. And then all of a sudden, like, a fucking a player is getting the fucking coach fired um, while he's making the playoffs. Like, I, I don't I don't understand Ridiculous. Like, anything. Like, I'm, lo- I'm just losing ground on, on everything. Like, Kyrie's so fucking toxic. Like, he, he's, he's like me in a relationship. He's like, like, he isn't a team guy at all. Like, he, he's just like, for the first, like, six months, Kyrie's like, I love you. I want to be with you forever. And then the girl doesn't change or anything. Like, she's just being the same. And then Kyrie will be like, stop fucking crowding me. Like, I need a fresh start. And then, like, yeah. just get go to a worse situation. Like, uh, <laughs> like, 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 like that's true. Yeah, this is a worse situation. Like, I'll, like, link up with my most mentally ill friend, Kevin. Uh, and then move to Brooklyn together. And, like, fuck you, Kevin Durant, too. Like, fuck him. He's not even playing this year. And he's involved. Katie's a fucking follower. Like, and I know he's fucking listening because he probably has one of those Google alerts set for every time, like, someone mentions him. <laughs> it's like, it's like right now in Brooklyn, they're like, Katie, Katie, your rehab's important. Like, get back on the treadmill. And he's like, hold on a second. I'm listening to Tyler B. Trash. We had some podcast that has 40 listeners a week. 
like fuck you katie fuck you Kyrie. um like i need to fucking chill out for a second you guys you guys take the to the reins for a couple of minutes. So <laughs> um the other guys who uh the other team washington wizards have a four and four in the first two weeks of playoffs who are the guys to be targeting i guess let's just talk about the waivers because we obviously know your bradley beals um are there anybody else on the waivers right now i guess shabazz is he the guy that we should be focused on yeah he he's the one pickup that i would pick up if i was you like right now i debated picking him up or reddish um just in the matchup this week i like reddish more and uh i wasn't sure how much playing time he would get with ish smith back in a week but I don't know. He's one of those guys where the ratings don't really, I think, encompass what he's what he could give that team if he had starter minutes. So yeah. it's he is he's a low key like I think must add in playoffs. Davis Bertans will be sick too um, yeah. for that. Uh, like he's a killer. Um, he was dumped by the Spurs. Like I don't know if you guys know the story. He was dumped by the Spurs in the summer to create cap room for them to sign Marcus Morris. It's crazy. Um, but then it never happened. He obviously signed with the Knicks. Um, it kind of reminds me of like if your girlfriend dumps you because like she fucks this hot movie star <laughs> and then is like I'm gonna not date you. Like Marcus Morris is a hot movie star uh-huh. in this scenario. Yeah. Uh, and like where do you go to rebound? You go to Washington D.C. like the sleaziest city. So it's like that's like Bertans right now. He's just looking for that rebound, and I think he's gonna get a pretty big contract because of it. Um, I had to- I have Thomas Bryant, and right now he's only playing like 20 minutes, and I was so pissed off last night because he got like nine points in the first three minutes, and then he got fucking taken out of the game, and then the Knicks started smashing them like 14 points like they're up 14 points and then they brought brian back in and he started dominating again so i have a feeling that's going to be the uh the course throughout playoffs can be fucking annoying but i'm still going to deal with brian everyone all the analysts were saying brian was a drop last week but i don't see it. he's just too good i think that's pretty much it for the playoff games play chart uh so let's go with rapid fire topics okay now Okay, guys, so we have three questions. Every rapid-fire segment is going gonna, is gonna to cover three questions. We're going to get through as fast as possible. Rapid-fire, guys, uh, go ahead. Can, 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 can I just, like, throw in a random question here? I Like, obviously, I'm sad about this Ben Simmons thing, so I really want to take, like, a different pace for these questions. Yeah, go ahead. So, okay. Who do you guys think is the most fuckable coach of the NBA? <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. Like, cheer me up a little bit. <laughs> Tell me who you guys think is the most fuckable coach in the NBA. And, and just let me have a couple of laughs. Okay. Uh, Tim Tim Duncan. What, what, do you have any reasons? Like, I, I think I think Tom, Tim Duncan's kind of like a dark horse, like, for most fuckable coach. Like, at first, I was thinking, like, maybe Tim Duncan. He looks like a guy who would, like, keep, like, certain parts of his clothing on, though. Like, he doesn't want to dominate, but, like... He pulls his dick through his pleated khakis and tries to like fuck you with it. But like, <laughs> like, but, like now that you said it, like I'm I, I, like I think of it as like a different angle, like because he, he's big on the fundamentals, right, guys? So like I think he's like uh, like he's gonna do everything. He's gonna like massage you beforehand, big like uh, after. Like he's gonna be big on foreplay, doing everything by the book. He's out here looking for championship orgasms. Like I could, I could see Tim Duncan. <laughs> I, I like I like that that pick, Justin. Who do, who do you got, Jay? I like Tim Duncan because he looks like that Baldwin brother in uh, Biodome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, actually a good, that's actually a good one. Who you got for coach? Who would you want to fuck? So I think the sexiest coach right now, the guy I'd love to fuck is Mike D'Antoni. And we're not talking about the, the pussy hole version without the mustache. We're talking about with the mustache. He looks like the Pringles guy. He seems like a guy that plays hard to get, 
like the chips in a Pringles can, but once you pop, the fun don't stop. Which coach is the most fuckable segment is sponsored by our friends at Pringles. <laughs> Here we go. I like that. <laughs> I The one thing about Mike D'Antoni is I think, like, because he, he's got that, like, seven seconds or less offense. So, like, I see him as a premature ejaculator. Like, he's not going to be able to go the distance. Like, he's never won a championship. So, he's never going to be able to get you off. Like, he's just good on offense. But, like, uh, he, he's a good he's a good tech, tactician. So, he can probably finger you pretty good. Um, I don't know. Like, my, <laughs> <laughs> like my, most, my most fuckable coach. Like, I was looking at the Western Conference just like you guys. Like, and, like, once you go black, you don't go back. So, at first, I was, like, I was thinking Doc Rivers. Uh, but, like, his voice would just be a problem for me. So, like, I'm leaning towards Steve Kerr. Like, uh, he's pretty woke. Like, his wokeness alone probably gets himself some pussy. Uh, he isn't bad looking. Yeah. He, isn't, he isn't intimidated. Like, he, he played with Jordan and he played with Duncan. Uh, he's coached Curry and Kevin Durant. Like, he's not intimidated, but he's also not intimidating, if you know what I mean. So, like, All right, he, listen. He, okay, he does, okay. He, he does have a bad back, but th- that hurts his rating a little bit. But I think I'm going to go with Steve Kerr. <laughs> All right. First off, Mike D'Antoni's got small balls. Steve Kerr looks like a troll. And Doc always has, like, this confused look on his face. Now, I don't know if that's something you're used to, Ty, when you're in, like, a fuckable situation. Um, But, yeah, no, those are all, like, Tim Duncan, he takes the reins on this one. All right, very good, very good. Yeah, great work on that one, guys. Uh, So, Ty, did that cheer you up? It did cheer me up. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. So, guys, uh, DeMar DeRozan is declining his player option if the Spurs don't agree to an extension, which I think is just crazy. I mean, Dak Prescott in the NFL, he just turned down $30 million a year yesterday. Uh, these guys are just turning down money left and right. So do you guys think that DeRozan should be in San Antonio? Do you think they should keep him or what? San Antonio should definitely not keep him. I mean, he's a shooting guard that shoots threes at under like 20% accuracy and he just doesn't play defense, right? So the Spurs have a better net rating when he sits and San Antonio needs to rebuild and see what they got with their young talent. So guys like Murray, Forbes, White, and Walker. I'm not sure who would want to sign DeRozan on a multi-year deal. The Pistons have the cap space. Actually, the Knicks have the cap space too, but I just don't see with, uh, I mean, DeRozan is, is almost as suicidal as Ty is right now. So I just don't see him dealing with the Knicks. So I think I think the Pistons would be a great spot with him. He's reunited back with Dwayne Casey. And honestly, it'd be so fucking weird to see him play next to Derrick Rose, but I'd love to see that fucking, that, that circus. Yeah. Like De- DeRozan, he's only shot, he's only made eight threes this year in 61 games. Eight threes in 61 games. He's like, uh, he's still doing like the stupid back down, like turnaround jumpers that's fucked over the Raptors for years and years. The thing about DeRozan, he's like equivalent to like a basketball equivalent to those like heavy black ladies that work at Walmart. Like they're like, this is not my job. Like that's how he is with things. Like we want him to play <laughs> properly. We want him to play properly. We want him to shoot threes, rebound, and like get assists. And he's like, Mm-mm, that's not my job, sir. Like that's what that's what DeMar DeRozan reminds me of. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to add to that. Uh, so, Tyler, are you glad that the uh, the Lakers signed Dion Waiters instead of J.R. Smith? Well, I really wanted to talk about Dion Waiters this week. Um, I know Ginobili didn't want us to. Um, but, yeah, I'm actually glad they signed Dion Waiters instead of J.R. Smith. I feel bad for J.R., though. Like, he really wants to play basketball. Um, like, J.R. doesn't get a deal. I think he should just go to China. Like, go make, like, $40 million, go get endorsements, go do it, man. Like, fuck the human rights. Go put up a 50-piece as, like, a 36-year-old for the Beijing Ducks. Like, just walking. Like, I can just picture him walking in a room, and it's, like, a scene from Rush Hour 2. Like, you get just a pick from, like, a harem of 50 beautiful Asian women. 
like Lynn and J.R. Smith together, like two guys that don't want to get along. It's like the new rush hour. They, they, <laughs> they, it's like a rush hour reboot. Friend is on vacation. I want to show him a good time. Oh, you American? Yeah. You bring American money? I gotta leave. No. I got it. You sure? I'm sure. The Beijing Ducks, Lennon, Lennon, JR, like the reunion. Uh, this time they got to make it work out like they didn't with the Knicks. That's going to be the whole storyline, but on the Beijing Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Oh, God. All right, guys, let's go into some hot eats and cool treats. What do you get when hot and cool come together? Hot eats. Hot eats. Cool treats. Cool. At Dairy Queen. Can this be right? This is the segment where we say what is heating up and what is cooling off in the NBA. So, Tyler, what's heating up in the NBA? Um, I didn't have anything here originally. Um, I was going to leave this segment open, but uh, Justin said he was going to roast me on the on the podcast. And we already talked about Kevin Durant would be listening, and I don't want to get roasted in front of Kevin Durant. So I came up with this one. I was just curious with you guys. Like, I, I'm assuming everyone's heard about this Charles Barkley, Draymond Green beef. Um, whose side are you guys on with this? And who do you think is the, was the better player? This is a tough one. Charles clearly, like he had that 92-93 season um, playing at MVP level. I believe that if, if they're going one-on-one in their prime, Charles is going to take it. Um, yeah. But Draymond's won championships, which it, I'm a championship kind of guy. So it, it, this is a tough one for me. It's, it's almost the better player versus... Uh, championships well the question is would golden state have won without draymond no you don't think so no they lost the one that he got suspended and they lost to the Cavs, and that's the reason they lost the final yeah i don't really have a hot take on this one i think uh yeah i would say i think draymond is definitely better but uh, yeah but i would say like charles barkley had the best diss ever calling him like the supporting cast and like and sync and he, he thinks that everyone's cheering for him but really they're cheering for justin timberlake so in a roast battle charles barkley would fucking crush him but i think overall the best player would be draymond in the situation all right so what i believe is heating up in the nba is oklahoma city they're they have a league best 16 and 2 road record right now they're 40 and 24 overall which is tied for 5th with houston in the west Chris Paul is is the sixth ranked player in the league right now. They're gunning for that number one seed or number four seed. Uh, they're one game behind Utah, but maybe they'll be better on the road. They'll, they'll be better served getting that number five spot. So what I got to ask you guys is what do you think makes a good road team record? More wins than losses. I think the maturity of the team, um, as you get kind of older, um, you you like taking the fans out of it more than the fans cheering you. So then the fans are cheering and then you have that big stop or you have that big highlight shot and the the crowd ends up like being quiet. That's what something like Chris Paul, they get off on that stuff. So you think Chris Paul is, is the route to them uh, winning in the, on the road in the playoffs? A hundred percent. There are guys in the, who are just leaders who I think can calm down their teams and, and like, you know, pivotal road games. So guys like Chris Paul would definitely be one of those guys, right? That's that's exactly why you need veteran leaders on a team and, you know, floor generals on the floor. So I think Iguodala you... was going to be, <laughs> would have potentially been one of those guys for Miami. Because I don't, I don't think Miami has a great uh, away schedule. I'm not basing this off of any stats. This is just me uh, ripping. No, God, please, no! So we'll check it later. Someone could fucking fact check me, but... I just think that you need that. That's the, that's another reason why you have those core guys um, available for those road games. 
Yeah, check Miami's road schedule, please. <laughs> so I can edit this out later. <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I had all these like all these tabs up, looking up Eric Spolster's ex-girlfriend to see if he's he'd be most fuckable. Let's see here. Uh, Miami is 27 and four away. They're four. So Miami Heat at home are 27 and four, and away they're 14 and 19. Okay. So yeah. So the logic still stands. I think without Iggy Dial, they didn't really have that guy, but now that they do, they're still losing. So there you go. Um. So. <laughs> Just, I can't believe I was so I was so I know I'm jerking it because I was right. Um, so for the first time. <laughs> so, what's heating up in the NBA? It's gotta be Fred VanVleet Jr. Man, he's Toronto's golden child. Um, it's well documented about the effect that he's had on his father in last year's playoffs. Uh, on November 28th, the Raptors posted a video on Twitter of Norm holding uh, Fred Jr. And as we all know, Norm started the season off slow. The very next day after holding the child, Powell scored a career-high 33 points. And then the next 26 games since holding Fred Jr., even while separating his shoulder and breaking a finger during that stretch, Norm put up an impressive uh, 20 points, like three uh, I think it was like 3.6 rebounds. Uh, two, two steals, almost on average, on like 53% field goal, 43 from from the three-point, and 84% free throw shooting. Um, this this is absolutely insane. Guys, do you think Fred Jr. is the golden child, and uh, every every Raptor needs to kiss his head before every game? You want to kiss my egg? I'm not kissing no egg. I'm curious, is, is Van Fleet's baby the opposite of the coronavirus? Like, you want to be around him, and you want to touch him? That's what <laughs> I'm curious about. Yes. Yes, he is. I was trying to think of a funny comeback, but I don't know what the opposite of the corona is. What? All right, guys. <clears throat> On that note, let's move off to what's cooling off in the NBA. So, Ty, what's cooling off, bud? Um, people videotaping games on their cell phones. I know it's cool. It was cool. You post a little video at the game um, showing, posted on Instagram. But I was at the game the other day, and a woman in front of me, like the entire time she was videotaping the game with her phone, like everything, like the fucking T-shirt toss. Like, I fucking hate that. Like, I hate that person. Like, she's going to pay a lot of money for this experience so she can take a shitty video that she'll never watch again. Like, never in her life will she ever look at that video again. <laughs> like, wait, she's going to be at a party and be like, gather around, guys. It's Quackle, the money-saving duck. Like, she's like, hey, guys, you want to come see a POV video of a basketball game? Like, <laughs> where the highlights are readily available? Like, I can airdrop it to you guys afterwards if you want. Like, who, who needs to be recording these games? I think it's so stupid, and it affects, it affects my view, view line of when I'm watching the game. So, so fuck her, and, and I hope she's listening <laughs> to the podcast. And yeah, that's, uh, that's a problem. You know what's funny, too? When I'm seeing the nosebleeds, it's still, everyone has their phones out. It looks like they're filming ants. <laughs> and it's crazy, man. It's you're seeing all these phones pop up. You feel like the fucking architect in the Matrix. There's like a thousand screens, and they're all filming ants. So the function of the one is now to return to the source, allowing a temporary dissemination of the code you carry, reinserting the prime program. What? When you said filming ants, I thought you were talking about like the Woody Allen movie with like Sylvester Stallone and Sharon Stone, where they're all like ants, like the animated one. Soldier knows that the life of an individual ant doesn't matter. What matters is the colony. And I was like, what's wrong with that movie? But now I understand. I love that movie. movie. It's a good one. Ants with a Z. In case you guys just gotta look it up. So Houston small ball is cooling (laughs) off, fellas. Uh, They've lost four out of the last five. The team is falling apart. 
And if Westbrook and Harden don't shoot above 50%, they lose. Uh, so it, to me, it looks like they're going to they're gonna lose in the first round. Yeah, they're a weird, they're a weird team to watch. Like, uh, it's weird to watch a team that depends so much on their width, and they give up so much length. Like, it's not their length, it's their width. We've never really seen it in the NBA. Um, like, Rockets kind of need to behave the way I behave with my penis. You know, like, it's not a lock. Uh, but like we're sacrificing a lot of length, but like we got some respectable like thickness. Like we're gonna do our best. We, they really have to learn their angles, and like like just jam it right in there. Like that's kind of what the Rockets are. Like if you think about it, like I'm pretty sure I heard Doris Burke like refer to the Rockets as chodes once, which is kind of out of character. But uh, <laughs> but but yeah, that's that's what the Rockets are like. So I don't know if they're gonna they're gonna be able to succeed in the playoffs. Um, it would actually be cool if they faced OKC and, and Chris Paul took him out. Yeah, the Rockets right now are like the movie Ants with the Z. Um, they, do you think this is Mike D'Antoni's last year? If uh, you know they get knocked out like early in the playoffs, do you think he's done? I said it. I said it in last week's podcast. I made the the reference to to prostate massages and him being fired. So yes. Yeah, I think he's done. Okay, perfect. What's cooling off in the NBA? It's got to be Rudy Gobert. Uh, he got destroyed by Houston's front court midgets. He got molested by the Raptors' front court without Gasol. Uh, his last game, it was he had six points, 25% field goal, four rebounds, four fouls, two, two steals, one block, and ejected. Um, he got stuffed at the rim all night, and then he threw a tantrum. Uh, he quoted. He was quoted in saying, "OG tried to elbow me in the face, and the guy who's getting paid to do something about it didn't do his job. I got ejected, and I didn't do anything wrong. Next time, I'll take justice into my own hands." The evidence has been falsified. It's impossible. I never broke the law. I am the law. Do you guys think that he's actually gonna enact this justice, or do you think he's just talking smack? I think they need Justice Winslow on their team to help their offense move a little bit better. I can tell you that much. Okay, well, if, if that's the case, then taking Justice Winslow into his hands sounds very erotic. <laughs> so he's the, the most fuckable center in the NBA. Yeah. So, well, he is French. So, what's the NBA move? <laughs> like, does that help this case? Uh, probably both. You said it. You said it. Like we should be like, oh, okay. But like, I still don't know what that means. Neither do I. Um, so, what's the NBA moves away from traditional bigs in three years? I think the only rims Goldberg is going to be protecting are the ones on his French car. And what does the Stifle Tower use to protect his tires, you ask? Well, he uses Muskoka Lake tire armor. Long lasting, high shine, white bond tire gloss that uses non greasy water from Lake Muskoka as a base. And because it's sourced locally, that means it's fresh and from Canada. Sometimes when I walk through the parking lot at Whole Foods, I give every car rib I see a little spritz of the Muskoka Lake Tire Armor, and that makes me feel like I'm Bill Gates. Get, get your Muskoka Lake Tire Armor on the shelf next to the Palm Bay Lime Vodka cans at any Highway 11 on route. That's Muskoka Lake Tire Armor. Okay, sorry guys. <laughs> Dumpster Fire of the Week. Let's go. Fire! Oh, fire! Oh my goodness! What's the procedure? So this is the Dumpster Fire of the Week. Uh, this is where we talk about... Um, Things that are super dumpstery and they're super fiery of the week. The first thing is Ginobili. That's not just urban. She liked the pop because she was living la vida loca. Ginobili keeps forcing us to talk about the coronavirus. And it's getting enough attention on the media. Like, I don't need our 45 listeners to hear about it. Um, he was pretty, pretty annoyed about me wanting to talk about Dion Waiters. Um, and I didn't do it earlier. I talked about J.R. Smith. Um, so let's talk about Dion Waiters for a second. Oh, um, 
So I, I was trying to look it up here beforehand. I saw Dion Waiters um, after he he got suspended for for the the edibles. He fucked the girl from the show Girlfriends. Like, have you guys watched that UPN show Girlfriends? Oh like, yeah, back, from back in the year two thousand. You've seen it before. I yeah. have reruns of it still. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched the yeah, episode he... where Rudy Gobert took Justin Winslow in his hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He actually, <laughs> but like Dion Waiters actually like fucked the one girl from the show. And like as no a young way. person, like without an internet in my home when I was a kid, like I ruined a ton of socks to that show, girlfriends. Like Tyler, why do you need more socks? And they they had a lot of like hot like young, like hot black girls in that show. Like it was a great lineup on UPN. So like like check out girlfriends. If you adolescents at home, if you young boys don't have the internet and you're like you're some Alice's podcast. Um if you don't have the internet, if you still don't have the internet, go check out girlfriends on UPN. So my dumpster fire of the week is uh, <laughs> player GMs in Brooklyn. Uh, Kenny Atkinson got tossed to the unemployment line, fellas. And uh, he, he took a team led by Spencer Dinwiddie and Karis LeVert to the seventh seed. He's taken Brooklyn to the playoffs multiple times, and he just gets ousted after Kyrie only played 20 games for Brooklyn. He's already calling the shots, fellas. So what do you think about players playing GM? The only GM they should be playing is on 2K. I, I don't I don't like the whole thing. Kyrie's never had a coach for more than two years. Uh, I kind of wanted to rant earlier about about this whole thing, and I just, I just think Kyrie's kind of toxic, and uh, and I think the coach should have been uh, shouldn't have been fired um, essentially for not putting DeAndre Jordan in the starting lineup. I mean, the last time they won, Ty Lue was coaching, and that was definitely a player GM situation, right? So, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's it's, it's situational. I just don't like the idea of, of of players basically like you know taking taking advantage of the situation, right? And uh, it just seems like it just seems like like Brooklyn is transforming to this team, like. And then when Kyrie leaves, then what then what the fuck's gonna happen, right? So I don't know. Kyrie Kyrie's talented enough, I guess, maybe to run a team, but for the most part, he's fucking psychotic. So, and he could just leave at any time, any point. So when the team's depending on a guy like that, who could just get up and leave like any day. Uh, it could really fuck up the um, the pattern and shit there. So my worst take right now is uh, ESPN's The Jump starring Rachel Nichols. Uh, that segment is absolutely trash. That show's trash. Uh, they bring in all these ESPN <laughs> journalists uh, that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The worst take I've ever heard in my entire life was by Dave McNenman, who is an uh, ESPN journalist. He said that so they're they're discussing the MVP race between Giannis and LeBron. And he's like, uh, LeBron has navigated a, uh, a China controversy and maybe the biggest tragedy in the history of the NBA, which was Kobe's death. That's extra stuff Giannis isn't going through, which is absolutely retarded. Let's not forget that also that LeBron didn't necessarily handle that Chinese situation very well at all. In fact, it was a fucking disaster. It was a PR nightmare. But I guess he has to see Kobe's jersey in the Raptors every day. So that cancels it out. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good take. I like it. Good job. I think that LeBron... <laughs> <laughs> has a chance at MVP this year. Um, no. Well, we got we got a question about it later on when we can, yeah, we can we, talk about it. Yeah. Um, okay. Next segment. Oh yeah. Stepping on the beach, part of our podcast where we step on the beach, open up your mailbags, and answer your questions. This is where we step on the beach, open your mailbag, 
um, answer any questions you have about the NBA, about fantasy basketball, about basketball just in general, um, about Mike D'Antoni's nipples, whatever you want to ask, uh, feel free to, to send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, however it is. Um, Jason Beatty from Instagram. Jason Beatty was actually in our league for a couple of years, um, and then we kicked him out in the middle of a middle of a, the league. All right. Um, but Jason Beatty from Instagram asks: Is Giannis the front runner for MVP, or has LeBron James made it a discussion? Or like how he says LeBron James, like not just LeBron, like there's another LeBron. I like turtles. But yeah, so is Giannis the front runner for MVP, or has LeBron James made it a conversation? Shane, what's your input? No, I think I think Giannis is number one in everything, like in every category. I mean, the guy has got a net rating of plus 17 out of 100 possessions when he's on the floor. The only argument you can make is that the Lakers are much more worse with LeBron not on the floor than Giannis not being on the floor for the Knicks or for the Knicks for uh, for the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but then you're just punishing Giannis for playing on a better team, which is which is just stupid, right? So I don't think there's any scenario where LeBron should be considered over Giannis. <laughs> You know, you know that speed and Ron Burgundy really changed the prompter. Yeah. <laughs> the last time anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Yeah. So just to reiterate, uh, you said that the Lakers are much more with LeBron not on the floor than Giannis is when uh, he's not on the floor. Um, yeah. So the most valuable player is an award that's typically bestowed upon the best individual player on a team or across an entire league so it really depends on whether you you value uh their value to the team or across the entire league so i think that lebron's actually going to get a lot more votes than you think yeah that's a that's a good good take mm. on it um Giannis, um he's got got one of the the highest ratings this year of uh like pr yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go, go with Giannis. Uh, LeBron would be cool. I really want LeBron to win it just cause I think it'd be cool. And then put him in the same, um, MVP amount as, uh, as Michael Jordan, whoever that is. Um, but, uh, Giannis is cool. So like, I, I like him too. Like he, he grew up selling trinkets on the streets of Greece. All you guys know that he shared shoes with his two brothers who also play in the league. I mean, they couldn't even play basketball at the same time. Right. Because they they had to share shoes, which which gives them that humility, which I think bonds well with the team. That's why they have that league best record. Um, he has that humility of that dude who brings like eight chicks to your party and then stays to clean up. And he's like, I'm just happy to be here. But like, there's no party without him. Like, he he's making sure everyone in uh, everyone in Milwaukee's being taken care of, and and they're they're not the same team without him as we've seen in the last couple of games. They they've been losing, and uh, I I think Giannis wins it. But it would be it would be cool if LeBron did. It's crazy that LeBron's doing this and he's what, like 36 years old? And then he's still in the conversation. He's still like crushing it, man. Like, man, it's it's insane. He is, he's out of control. Yeah, I agree. I think he's out of control too. It's a pretty cool story. I wish I had him on my team instead of Ben fucking Simmons. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if Ben Simmons also shared shoes and that's what fucked up his back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. He's wearing, he's wearing Giannis's shoes, which are too big for him. And then that's what fucked him up. Uh, so Greg Quickmire asked, Greg Quickmire is uh, in our fantasy chat group. He's not even in our league. Um, he was in the league twice. <laughs> former champ. <laughs> he's former a former champ. champ. So he, he's allowed to ask him whatever questions he wants. And he said, he messaged me earlier and he said, why is the stock market so schizophrenic? And I asked him to clarify how that was basketball related. And he said, who's the streakiest player in fantasy basketball? 
Um, so Shane, do you, do you have anyone that you kind of think is a streaky player? Yeah, I mean, Jay Crowder, House, Olenek, Kleber, Conley, OG, Levert, Shabazz. It all comes down to a bunch of things when, it, when we're talking about streaky players. And this is what makes fantasy, I think, you know, such a nightmare when you're trying to analyze players and try to forecast things. But, I mean, you have to take all, like, you know, all these things in consideration, like the wacky coaching rotation. There's coaches like, you know, Pop and Dwayne Casey that really fuck up you know, your fantasy roster, like, especially if you're not on dailies, right? And then there's league trends, like moving to small ball, where, you know, certain bigs aren't getting as much usage. There are players that move to new teams, which completely, like, kind of destroy them. I'm looking at Conley, for example. There's certain, like, key defensive matchups, um, which I find it helpful to look at ease rankings, because, you know, you want to see schedule, like, if a certain player plays against, like, really shitty teams, then they're obviously going to be more efficient and play better. And then there are, of course, players with low minutes and high efficiency. So guys like Millsap and other guys who play like 20 minutes, you know, they're obviously like key guys. If they don't go off in that low minutes, then there's a problem. Then there's the pre and post All-Star break. Miles Turner, who just turns it on uh, after the All-Star break. There's guys like Jokic who turn it on All-Star break. You know, there's roster changes due to injuries and trades. And then, you know, there's situations where if teams secure playoffs, they're most likely to sit their stars. And if they're out of playoffs, then, you know, coaches are more likely to experiment, so... Very good. Um, Andre from our league asks us on the podcast, what are early predictions for NBA and fantasy finals? I don't think this is early. Um, first of all, Andre, pussy hole. Can you get fucking Aldridge out of your fucking IL spot? Like, please? Like, I don't get why he's there. So get him out of the spot. I'll give you three seconds, and then we'll read your question after these messages. Okay, we're back. I hope you have Aldridge <laughs> on your... <laughs> I hope you have Aldridge in your lineup now. Thank you for listening. And back to Andre's question. What are your early predictions for NBA Fantasy Finals? Shane, do you have a prediction? Certainly do. Uh, in the NBA, Lakers-Raptors Finals. And then I think it's going to be me versus Justin or me versus Jordan in the Finals. <laughs> Heartbroken. Did you change that after Ben Simmons went down or was that with Ben Simmons? That was with Ben Simmons. It's not even a take. You named two teams. Oh, my God. That's not even a take, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Which 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 like which person in fucking Destiny's Child did you rather fuck? And then you pick like two of the girls. Well, I also feel like we, I've answered this question like on every podcast. So there you go. And you answer it differently every time. Maybe that's why they're following up, or maybe because they're not listening. For mine, I have Lakers versus Bucks in the finals. Um, but yeah, Lakers in the finals, not Clippers. A lot of people are saying Clippers. Um, but I think the NBA wants the, the Lakers in there. They want Showtime. They want to make Avengers. They don't want to make uncut gems. <laughs> they want, <laughs> there they, we go. <laughs> they, want, they, they want to make $6 billion on opening weekend. They don't want to have a good review on the Barry Examiner, like uncut gems. They want to have a big one. And I think having the Lakers, having LeBron in that finals, that's going to bring that money in. So I think that's what the NBA is going to make sure happens. What do you think, Justy Just? Are you going to agree with me, or are you going to give a half-assed response like Shane O'Matic? Half-assed response, because you didn't pick the fantasy final. Oh, well, I'm going to pick... Um, I'm going to pick um, um, Shane and Justice. <laughs> well, I also picked Lakers versus Bucks, so I agree with you there. I think that uh, that's destiny. That's what's going to happen. And I think the Lakers are going to win the championship. Um, for the fantasy finals, I think that it's going to be myself versus Jeff. Um, I think that Jeff can actually oh. take down Jordan. And then uh, 
he's gonna face Shane and then take him down. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's, that, that offended me that you didn't pick me. That also offended Shane. I like turtles. So our next question. Well, I, I did that I did that analysis. Remember I was talking earlier that, that Jeff versus uh, Jordan, they're, they're tied 4-4-1. Four, four, and one. I believe you have my stapler. So it's... it's... That's right. The bad boy analysis than you think. from the bad boy of the league. The next question out of the mailbag, I'm going to pick this one because uh, Justin offended me. Um, Sebastian asked, <laughs> why can't the Knicks sign free agents? Shane? Well, let's see. At first. Yeah, let's see. They have horrible front office management. Uh, any key players that want don't want to go there because they don't want to be the focus of all the pressure and the media attention, obviously. And can you imagine you're playing in a game and you look over and the fucking owner is arguing with uh, Spike Lee over fucking entrances? Like, that would distract the fuck out of me. So, uh, Kevin Durant, already t- already talked about this on all the Smoke podcasts. It's like, it's, just, it's not a destination because... Um, like you just, you don't want all that attention for when things go wrong and fucking New York fans, uh, are the worst. So, you know, like, especially if you're, if you're new to the league in terms of, of, you know, free agent, you know, you definitely don't want that pressure. And especially if you're a star, um, you don't want that pressure. So there's the reason. Yeah. I, I see a lot of stuff and a lot of people that complain about, uh, about the office management and, uh, the city itself even, and obviously that whole Spike Lee thing. The one thing that always kept, always like fucks with my head and that it would make me not want to play for the Knicks is I have an hour and a half commute to the train facility and to the game. Like it's in Winch, it's in Westchester. Like it's so far outside. That's like where people in New York go to retire. Like not when you're a 20 year old like basketball star that wants to fuck. Um, like also if you're like your job's in the city, like what is this madman? Like you're gonna take a train in? Like Dolan has players out, here, <laughs> like Dolan has players out here acting like Pete Campbell in this bitch. Like it would be so annoying to be a part of that team, um, and it, I just I just don't think it would be too fun. Justin, do you have a take on this since it's your team? It's Dolan, guys. Um, there's there's definitely that that pull for I I think any player to go and like these players don't back down uh, from the pressure unless you're Kevin Durant. Um, that has to join up with other people to win. Um, New York is a fan. Even if they're losing, they're still a fan of someone that's working hard. That's why, like, Marcus Morris, when he took the reins, like, he he had a lot of Nick fans behind him. Uh, I I think that it, it, it could be a destination for people if Dolan wasn't in the picture, just because uh, I, I don't think that they they fear away from the, the huge New York crowd and, and all the thing, all the hoopla that goes along with it. I think that it's just a, a Dolan problem. So yeah, Nick, Nick fans are a fan of you work of players working hard, but then they're willing to shit on like their best player forever, which was Carmelo Anthony when he's having a bad game. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're fans, but they're also bipolar. I agree. Speaking of bipolar, uh, Jeff from the league. <laughs> uh, Jeff, I'm sending a, Jeff sent in a bunch of questions. We're only going to be able to get to one um, today. I'm also going to add another question in afterwards uh, just because some of the breaking news that came in. Um, but Jeff from our league asks, will the recent injury crisis that's hit so many of our teams change the league favorite, if you will? I, I don't know why he has to make me read like a fucking faggot. Will the recent injury crisis that hit so many of us in the team oh my God. Um, change the league favorite? I'm not saying if you will, even though I said it just now. But so, Shane, do you have do you have a top do you have an answer for this? So I don't have to talk anymore. Yeah. So, uh, is he referencing like the NBA league or is he referencing fantasy? So I answered it like he was referencing fantasy, and I'm not sure who the league favorite was. Who's the league favorite? 
Not sure. I'm assuming it was supposed to be you. I don't know. He didn't really give a follow-up. He could have, instead of saying, if you will, he could have just put the name in. But... Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I was a league favorite, then injuries derailed my team. So, definitely, uh, injury <laughs> the injury crisis does impact the league favorite, if I was the league favorite. But I'm honestly more concerned, like, managing injuries is pretty straightforward, in my opinion. But I'm more concerned about teams who have solidified, like, their playoff spots, like NBA teams, resting their players without warning. Um like that shit that the Nick the the Bucks pulled off uh, in their last game, just sitting in their stars without any message. Like any, nobody knew that shit was coming. That is what scares me more because that's just extremely unpredictable, right? So um, injuries can be uh, managed, but when your teams are just sitting players for no reason and, and you know it doesn't show up in any of the reports, that's fucked up. So, hey Jeff, have I told you to go fuck yourself recently? My answer for this is Ben Simmons. Oh. Just cut I thought you were about to do an ad read. <laughs> so, ben Simmons just announced that he's out for the, at least the next three weeks. I don't want to talk about injuries right now. Um, I had I had a little rant that I was going to say, but Justin, if you can just take it from here. Yeah. Um, I don't think injuries really had anything to do with the league favorite. I think that uh, I've been the league favorite since the start. You could uh, even ask Tyler that I, I spoke to him in week four. Um that once Collins came back, the championship's mine. I went 11 and four without John Collins. And I knew when I got him back, I would climb up to first. Um, plus I've had Durant in my ILs all season and I've lost play games played due to this because I've had a few injuries throughout the season. Uh, I've been playing at a deficit all year and I'm still in first. Um, if, if that's not worth being a favorite, then I don't know what weed you're smoking. Yeah, let's ask Tyler, the guy who was wrapping a bag around his head like half an hour ago because <laughs> uh, he lost Ben Simmons. He's a reliable source. Yeah, like I'm, I, it, it affects me, um, especially it just it's like one of your main guys. Like I, I did him for the majority of my assists and steals. Um, and if I had someone else that was beside him um, on my team that was getting the same thing, it just would have been overkill. So I wanted more well-rounded team and that's what's gonna fuck me over um with that which just kind of sucks um that w was gonna be it i was gonna cut ginobili's question out but um ginobili posted in the group right before we started this podcast and just because um the coronavirus did end up um like shutting down some of these games they're gonna play them without fan without fans in the stands um and just because uh you ended up kind of hitting that nail on the head i figured you deserve at least a, uh, some kind of head nod um, so your, your question was if it's going to affect the games, not having fans in the crowd watching the games. And I just have a question for you, Ginobili. Have you ever masturbated with someone watching you? You know how hard it is to ejaculate? <laughs> you know how hard it is to ejaculate when someone's watching you? That's how hard it is to play basketball when people are watching you. Imagine ejaculating with 20,000 people watching you. It's not going to be easy. So just imagine how much more fun the game's going to be when no one's watching. Like it, when no one's watching, I can, I can jerk one off in a fucking... A quick fucking couple of seconds, but when there's a fucking crowd, it's over. So there's your answer, Ginobili. Um, I hope you liked it. Well, you know what? I've been watching more NBA in the last couple of days than I have all season, and they've all been shitty games. It's been Hawks versus Hornets on Monday, Knicks versus Wizards, <laughs> Cavs versus Bulls. I watched Cavs versus Bulls for that heavyweight matchup between Seti and Shaquille, um, and there are literally like nobody in those seats, right? So, I mean, they're pretty entertaining if you have guys who are, who are like. You're, you're depending on them to, pr to produce, like Seti Osman, who fucking crushed me. But uh, I don't know. It doesn't change anything for me. I mean, I, I, could give, I could care less. It might change something for, like, certain players. Like, Tristan Thompson might not go out so much anymore, so he might not, like, have to 
like be at strip clubs until 4 a.m. because he's like scared of getting the fucking coronavirus. So he might be playing better. Like he doesn't show up. Like that was one game like a little while ago. He had five turnovers. Like I don't know if like how late he was staying up. Like he doesn't get any assists. How does he have five turnovers? Like did he have glitter on his hands or something? Like that was just the ball was slipping off. Like I don't know. Yeah, and then but, uh, and then who's Lowry gonna cannonball into if it's if no one's sitting at the front like the front court? So what is gonna be get injured? What is going to be interesting is there's going to be no distractions during free throws, so I'm going to be paying attention to that to see if the free throw percentages go up. That's actually a good point as well. Um, that'd be interesting. But <laughs> thanks, th- thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on Spotify and Chat Roulette. Um, love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> love you guys. Turn up. Awesome. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Uh, the next couple of weeks, uh, I hope that your teams bring health and prosperity. What about for me? Can I have Ben Simmons come back?